The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. I'm Joel Mahalik, and right there is the lovely Sharon. Is the lovely Sharon. Yay. Thank you for saying it first this time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I think we're on number 117, but um, more importantly, this is prob- probably our last drop for 2020. Really? As we prepare to say good riddance to this year. Oh my God, I can't wait. But this this will probably be the last drop of this year. Yeah, man. Uh, because our syndicates will go into holiday mode. Right. Um, if uh, if not next, well, yeah, next weekend, it should start holiday mode. Right. If not, then we'll make sure that they're airing something. Yeah. Uh, from our library, but... We go on break. Yeah, here we go. So anyway, uh, get a hold of the show. www.jmtalk.net is the website. You can subscribe to the podcast. Listen to the current and past episodes right there on the website. Check out the news and other features and things. And you can also find us on social media, TikTok and Facebook at jmtalk, and Twitter and Instagram at jmtalkradio. <laughs> She's always amazed at how I just rattle that stuff. Uh, well... You've been doing it for long enough that you <laughs> should be able to, while, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, uh, it, it's funny to me the way you do it. What do you mean the way you know, I do it? What's like funny? You put, what's so funny when I'm here to amuse you? You put some You put some emphasis on different <laughs> words. Yeah. And, and I, I, did, I did say that on purpose. I don't know. I know it's emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, but I understood you because we're that that's the Philly jumping out of us. Uh, I and I don't know why I do that. I, I think it just happens. I just think it's you know it's it's me funny just to me. It. Yeah, uh, it may be funny to other people. Yeah, you know. I think you're just trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I don't know why I do that. And there's so many there's so many things we need to try to crunch into this broadcast. Yes, and I have one thing. What is that? Go ahead, because I just no. had something that would have segued perfectly, and I lost it. So you might as well go right on ahead. What do you got? I got Christmas shopping. Okay, so let me... <laughs> I don't want to talk about spending money. That's no, no, like no, the no, last no, thing that no, I no. want to talk about. I want to talk about how other people are spending their Christmas shopping. For a lot of people, it's a tradition. You, you gather your family... Go to the store, get what you want to get, and rush out. But this year, it's different. This year, it's you've got the fear of God thrown into you, and you don't you don't want to go to the stores. Right. You know? So a lot of people, I believe, and, and that's the case for me, are shopping online. 
Which has boosted more, online sales this year, yes. Yeah, more than um, any year previously. Yeah. So, I mean, I just wanted to talk about that, you know, just throw my little opinion there. Um, and uh, I guess I did. What I'm surprised about is the <laughs> amount of money that is being spent because of the kind of year it's been for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm 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 sort of surprised by the amount of money being spent online. I'm not surprised at the online because as you know, I typically do and I only have to shop for you because you take care of everybody. I feel like we talk about this every Christmas. Uh, well, we you do, take care of everybody and then I have to sh- I just have to shop for you. Uh, yes. And I, do it I all take online. care of But you know what? I think it's that way in most families the wife has to take care of the family and the friends and the co-workers. Right. And the husband, all he's got to do is one person. I don't see a problem with this one, at all. No, I do. <laughs> I do see a problem with this. I was discussing this with a friend of mine last week. And uh, they were amazed that it was that way between us. They're like, you know. I picked out. You don't split it. You don't I say. I picked out toys for uh, our I, grandson's birthday. But, Okay, all right, okay. yeah, well, so yay. don't even try it. Yay. Don't even try it. But she's like, you don't split it? Like, he doesn't give you half the money? And I'm like, no, it's not that way. Did you? But did you deeply explain why? Because every cent I'm making I <laughs> pays did. our bills. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I mean, we did clarify you that. You did clarify that? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, however, because she did I, make I don't, a, I don't want to sound like I'm some cheese ball. She did put a little bug in my head. Well, you have a lot of bugs in your head. What? <laughs> okay. And what is no, this bug? No, I'm just... Um, I'm and then at all, all fair, you'll tell me who it was. Yes, I will. <laughs> what kind of bug? I was just kidding. It was, it you was, weren't playing, though. You, you were actually, serious right there about that. Well, I, yeah, I kind of was serious. What's the bug? The bug is sometimes maybe you should kick in a dollar or two. <laughs> okay, I'll see if I can put our rental <laughs> No, <code. laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding about that. I really am. And um, so uh, it was, she was amazed as I was amazed at how she does it with her husband. You know, uh, it was, they split everything, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his account, she's got her account, they've got their account, and she has access to his account, or maybe not, I don't know. And she says, okay, I need this much money, and he gives it to her. Hmm. I'm like, but they do that for their bills in the house, everything. Right. So it's just, uh, you know... I was like, would well, you do what? Interesting. So the moral of the story is online shopping is up for this year's yes. holidays. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I got so sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, I, I I am like online shopping for Christmas is not new. Truly not new. However, um, it's sometimes you get the people that go online shopping for things that you can't find in a store. Mm-hmm. But this year it's, let's go to walmart.com or, you know, target.com and order the stuff from the stores you would normally visit. Right. So. 
All thanks to social distancing. Yes. And other things. Which, by the way, at the time of this podcast, a lot of, uh, in our area, uh, in adjoining states, they're ramping up even tighter restrictions. Mm-hmm. So, which brings me to uh, another point about the COVID and, and this 2020. So, Pfizer's vaccine has been approved by the FDA for emergency use, and so it's it's starting to be mobilized. And they're saying that uh, healthcare workers and... Um, the disabled and the the nursing home residents, you know, could mm-hmm. see uh, vaccinations as early as next week. And we'll have to watch this and see. You know, there have been some reactions yeah. that concern out of Britain. There's been two people that uh, apparently had really bad anaphylactic reactions to it. So mm-hmm. uh, there's already invi- an advisory that if you have severe allergies, you probably should not take it. Right, right. So, you know, um, but... <clears throat> I think for the general public, and I just heard last night, I have diabetes, and they said the diabetics may end up being one of those first classes. <sighs> because for me, I'm like, it's not that I don't want to take it and be healthy, but, you know, the sample size on how fast they made this is so yeah. small. Yeah. I would like to see what happens in the next coming months, because they said the general populace probably will not get this until next year. Right. So. I think I would like to wait for the general popu- populace. Right. You know what I mean? I I wouldn't want to take it, you know, right away and say, maybe I turn into a werewolf or something. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the the ongoing joke online. If you take this um, vaccine when it's so new, then some crazy thing's going to happen to you. Right. So... Well, Moderna's vaccine is up for uh, a hearing on the 17th. (laughs) To see if they can get emergency, um, the same thing. And they probably will. And obviously that'll give more, that'll obviously give more supply because there's three companies. I don't even know who the third one is. I only know Pfizer and Moderna, but apparently there's a third company also seeking emergency approval for the vaccine. So that's the latest update on that uh, going on with the vaccine. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Uh, There's a huge debate right now because... Um, a lot of companies are saying that they may make it mandatory. They might make it a condition of employment. Yeah, and how about that? I was really, I was really wowed by that until that? yeah, I was really wowed about that until I actually heard an interview with a lawyer, an employment lawyer, right, who said that that is completely legal, and it just blew my mind. Uh, it's it totally blows my mind that an employer can dictate to you how. You want to, how, like, they can dictate to you, okay, so if you don't take this vaccine, yeah, see you later. And what happens if you take, so, all right, so I understand, I was listening to this interview and they were going over all these things. The one thing they didn't mention is, if you take the vaccine because your employer says so, you can't have a job no more, you can't make money and support your family. So if you take the vaccine and you have a severe reaction and or die as a result of the vaccine, I did not hear anything in the discussion about liability. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The, it, oh. the, does that not make the employer liable? Uh, I would think, yes. For uh, for Completely making it mandatory liable. that you take what could be poisonous to you? Yeah. I, I personally believe they would be liable. But I'm sure there'll be a legal loophole for them to get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure of it. You having some trouble there? 
Oh, here nope. it comes. Here it He's comes. got it. Oh, my God. I'm going to have you open up my next jar of pickles. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was, okay, people, I was trying to open my cup of water so I can get the ice inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that is, uh, so that, that's some updates about what's going on. And, yeah. And, you know, I, maybe we'll put it on Facebook and see about this employer thing, if, you know, what other How people think. How you feel about it. You know, uh, there's always going to be two schools of thought and this and that. Right. However, um, you know, I think the lovely Sharon and I agree that we'd, we'd like more time to see what happens to more people because oh, yeah. as people start taking this vaccine, the sample size will get larger. You're going right. to have more people with more issues underlying that will have more reactions um, uh, to the vaccine. And, and, and we'll know more. We will just know more. So, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, one last thing. Uh, no, not one last thing because no. that's usually the end of the show. <laughs> one last thing probably before we get out of this segment. I wanted to talk about it. This is kind of funny. Um, but so you remember, uh, we talked about this. So if the folks, if you remember when, uh, what is her actual? Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I didn't want to call her AOC because President Trump did that and she's all mad at him for calling her AOC. Oh my God. Um, but Alexand- Representative Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, if you recall, that uh, I don't, I recall her doing it. I don't recall the reasons because I pay as little attention to her as I can. Yeah, um, <laughs> right. she wanted everybody to boycott Goya Foods. Why? And well, that's what I said. I don't pay enough attention to her to remember why. Yeah. Um, but I remember her taking to Twitter and bashing Goya Foods and boycott them and all this other stuff. Well, what happened was, um, the company Goya Foods gave her an honorary. Employee of the Month Award. Wow. Now, you might be thinking, <laughs> well, why would you give someone an Employee of the Month Award who told everybody to boycott your company? Well, when she boycotted them and she called for the boycott, their sales actually increased 1,000%. <laughs> yes. Um, and the, comp- the company says Could we're- she tell everybody to boycott my Sensi company? <laughs> right. Um, yes. Yeah, so um, they boycotted. Uh, that She told people to boycott. And they not only um, had larger sales in natural sales, but they also um, increased their base of customers. Wow. So uh, the opposite effect was happening. People were buying more who were already buying, and mm-hmm. she, her boycott brought new customers to the Goya family. And so they made her an honorary employee That's of the month. That's awesome. It's like one of the best employee of the month stories that, I you, know, that, you, right? can, that you can hear. <laughs> um, and of course, as you know, as you can guess, she's mad about it. <laughs> um, and so now apparently uh, with that, she's out there um, making videos, teaching people how to make their own spices. So they don't have to buy Goya spices. Oh, my God. So a uh, very busy representative in Congress. Um, uh, Why doesn't she go to politicaling? <laughs> Do that. Well, she does that pretty well, too, actually. I mean, if you, not, and I don't mean, well, when I say she's politicking pretty, pretty well, it doesn't mean what you probably think it means. I'm not saying, wow, she's a great politician, because politicians really suck. Yeah. So she's doing a very good job sucking at politics. 
pause for effect. Oh my god! So, um, so yeah. So anyway, oh lord. <laughs> and that didn't eat up all. That didn't eat up all the time that I wanted to eat up. And you know why? Because there's really no sense talking about I politics know, right? for too long. You know, on this show. But I thought it was funny that Goya Foods ha- has done that. And you're right. Uh, maybe we can get them to boycott uh, the, the Scentsy. Maybe we can ask her to boycott... Uh, Sharon Scents. Yeah, my uh, LLC. Maybe we can have them... Right. You know, maybe she can boycott all kinds of things. If you know that could she, if she thinks about it, she could be negative to make positive change. <laughs> I mean, that really seems like she's found some science within politics. <laughs> Does that make her a political scientist? Oh, my God. <laughs> So, um, but anyway, yeah, so congratulations to AOC for being Goya's Honorary Employee of the Month. What a way to drive sales right up through the roof. (laughs) That is hilarious. And uh, you might find more of that on one of our Mm -hmm. affiliate friends, uh, Buffoon of the Week. I'm sure he's going to be talking about that over there. Remember, on our front page at jmtalk.net. Scroll down a little bit and you can get the current Buffoon of the Week and video uh, or link to the video channel where you can get all the Buffoons of the Week. So, all right. So, uh, we have some uh, more Christmas stuff to talk about when we come up, when we come back. We'll also let you know what we know so far about the Christmas show errands. We have a couple of errands. It's okay. um, uh, Schedules aren't coming out as fast as they usually do. But we have a couple schedules, and you have to stay in touch with our social media after this podcast, this, yep. this drop, because we won't be doing any on drops. So we'll talk about that. We have to talk about Macy's and Santa Claus. Yep. Um, probably another one of the things. i got to check the save file, uh, but there's a couple <laughs> other things. And, of course, we have a Wombat of the Week we have to talk about next segment. And later on, we got Honor Thy Heroes coming up, uh, a really good one. And also, okay. one last thing, if time permits, and more, more, more. Coming up after we come back from this break. Don't go anywhere. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. Not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojanate called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue, and you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today. 484-429-6061 or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com Welcome back to the Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back folks to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We got some more things to discuss. Wow. Uh, and I figured before we got to the Wombat of the Week, a couple things about um, Christmas. All right. So first I'll tell you the schedules that we do have. We have very limited schedule notifications for the Christmas show. And that is, I can tell you that it will play on WOTR, Old Time Radio USA. 
uh, on Sunday, December 20th at 8 p.m. I'm doing this from memory, which is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and it will play on uh, Reality One Radio uh, on December 24th at 8 p.m. 8 or 9? Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, I, okay, I'm my just amazed just, my, you're doing this from my memory. My memory just tripped up. Um, wow. Uh, let me. I, I can take a quick look because uh, I was like, no, I took one look at the text and I was like, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to go back too far, I don't think, because we just talked about it with Reality One Radio with the scheduling um, this past week. And he actually sent me the graphic. Um, I know it's on the 24th. I got that right. But it's an, it, it, you know it's an amazing lineup. Uh, the time you can always check back on. For some reason, I'm not able to quickly find that picture. And now I'm back in November. Um, I can tell you this though: on Christmas Eve on Reality One Radio, the lineup is um, Dickens' Christmas Carol is done by the Campbell's Playhouse from 1938 or 39. Um, our show, mm-hmm. and then back to the 80s Christmas, which is an incredible. Um, an incredible uh, program. Uh, it's an incredible program, and then the Christmas one is really cool. So that's the lineup. So we're in there. Okay. And we'll get that information out. I can't remember if that lineup starts at 6 or 8. That's the problem. Or 7. <laughs> wow. But I think we're in the middle. We're sandwiched <laughs> in between two great, iconic Christmas shows. So anyway, that's what we know so far. Of course, we'll, we said to get back with you with um, uh, Full Gamut Radio. Oh, also our Canada affiliate, uh, SRN1. I think next weekend they will start airing it on the 10s. Our show airs on the 11s, which mm-hmm. is a one-hour show. And uh, there, so every day on the 11s, our show airs. Now, starting next Sunday or next Monday, um, Canada will, uh, SRM 1 in Canada will start airing it on the 10s every day through the holidays. Wow. So an incredible amount of opportunities to yeah. hear it. Remember, this show you can only hear live on a syndicate affiliate. You cannot come and get this on a podcast. Right. So that's that. Now, the next thing that we want to discuss that has to do with Christmas is... As soon as I find it here. Okay. So, I don't know if you know this, but Macy's in New York and a lot of the Mace, smaller Macy's around okay. do not have Santa Claus for the first time since 1861. What? Yes. They're not doing a live Why? Santa in their stores because of COVID-19. Wow. Thanks, COVID. Right. So, yes. Yeah, so, for the first time since 1861. Dag burn COVID? Or 1860, in the 1860s, they started Wow. Having Santa I, Claus I can't in believe their stores. that. They're not going to have Santa Claus. What about the other stores, though? They're still doing Santa Claus? I mean, as far as I know, some of them are. I mean, you can do things. I mean, you know, I, I, so maybe you can't sit on Santa's lap. I mean, you can maybe sit down on a bench in between, with a, like, because what are these offices doing? They're putting the plastic shields up. Right. On the desk or yeah. something. You can have something like that where they can still have a face-to-face. Yeah. Look, it won't be the same. You're right. But it, you have to look at the circumstances. You know, when life gives you lemons, you're supposed to make lemonade. You're not yeah. supposed to, when life gives you lemons... It scorch you, in the eye. You're not supposed to throw the lemons at the kids' faces and say, no Santa. <laughs> no Santa for you. <laughs> oh, my The so Santa goodness. Nazis. Right? 
So, yeah. So, for the first time in 160 years, no Santa Claus at Macy's. Macy's. Um, And there goes all those family traditions that they take their kids to the Macy's Santas. Yeah. According to Macy's, uh, more than a quarter of a million people come to see Santa at Macy's in New York every year. Um, And they said, so it's making it hard to create a safe environment during this pandemic. Before... Taking a picture with the jolly old man, crowds walk in tight quarters through a maze-like Santa land that's filled with Christmas trees, running toy trains, and elves in green costumes. And they, so they're because of the pandemic, they can't do that. Um, but you could do something. I Yeah, that's just a cop-out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you can't take but, away something that's however, such a tradition. However, since... That since this pandemic, though, they've been taking everything away from us that's been tradition. That's true. Think about it. And you Absolutely. and I have been here every week, and not every week, but as it happens, yeah. they tried. They took Halloween. Yep. They came after Thanksgiving with family gatherings. All yep. of a sudden, after Thanksgiving, it was okay again, but now, for a 14-day stretch, right before Christmas to right after New Year's, you're not allowed to gather with family again. Go shopping. No family. Go shopping with all these hundreds and <laughs> right. hundreds of people that you have to bump into yeah. and and breathe on and have them breathe on you. But do not celebrate the holidays with, with family. family. Right. And don't go see Santa Claus. So I'm sure there are places doing Santa Claus. I'm not sure. Oh, also, yeah. uh, Santa Claus is at Glasgow Park in our locality. Really? Um, in fact, the kids went there last night to see him in the trees, and the lines were long. So, but that's an outdoor setting, right? And I don't know if he's doing like <laughs> I almost said lap dances. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Just smashed my glasses and face into the damn microphone. <laughs> oh, did I bend them? Damn it! Oh my goodness! Okay, so he- we got to go over and see that. Yeah, we do. So, no Santa on Macy's. Now, something else cool in the science department with Christmas that we have to talk about. You know where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. So, for the first time in almost 800 years, uh, two planets are going to be so... Now, when I say these two planets are going to be close together, I don't mean they're going to be physically crashing into each other up in the space. they're going to be aligned. They're going to be aligned within 0.1 degree of each other to to our view, Jupiter and Saturn. Mm -hmm. And when they do this... It forms what they call the Star of Bethlehem Bethlehem or the Christmas Star. So uh, now they're saying the telescope is the best way to see it. You're going to see, if you've seen Jupiter and or Saturn lately, or Mars, I mean, they've been very bright in the sky on a nice clear night. Yeah. So if it's a nice clear night, I have no doubt that this will look fairly attractive to the naked eye. Amazing. Yeah. As they say, binoculars won't be very good because of the split view um, but they were aligned so closely that they almost appear to collide from our vantage point. Wow. And um, they say that alignments between these two planets, planets are rather rare, occurring once every 20 years or so, but this conjunction is exceptionally rare because of how close the planets will appear to be to one another. They said that you'd have to go all the way back to just before dawn on March 4th, 1226, to see a closer alignment between these two objects Visible in the night sky. Huh. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Right. So here's the important part for you guys out there to catch a glimpse of the phenomenon yourself. 
Make sure that you have a clear view of the southwest about 45 minutes after sunset. The planets will be at their closest on December 21st, but the Christmas star will be visible from anywhere on Earth for about one hour after sunset in the northern hemisphere for the entire fourth week of December. Wow. If you're viewing with a telescope, you may also be able to see Jupiter and Saturn's largest moons orbiting them that week. That would have to be a really good telescope. Oh, my gosh. Certainly not my telescope. Why not? Uh, The next great conjunction, this close, won't happen until March 15th, 2080. So be sure to make sure you get a peek this year to see the Christmas star. You know, excuse me. What's amazing to me is that... um, this hat, like, we're going through COVID, which is a traumatic thing for everybody. And um, it's almost like this this alignment of planets is like someone saying, hey, you know? Yeah. Something good or something bad? Good. Oh, good, good. Okay. Yeah, good. That's what I was Obviously. thinking. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting that it happens on a solstice. Yes. Which is interesting for us. Right. Um, But yeah, you know, it would be nice. This is a nice treat for the end of this miserable year. Yes, it is. You know, and hopefully that an alignment such as this uh, brings good tidings. Yeah. You know, for everyone's futures. What are you looking at up there? Nanya. The GameCube? Nanya. The GameCube is out of here by Christmas. I know, Nanya. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> so, yes. So get a glimpse of that Christmas star, the star of Bethlehem. Yes, I'm excited. <clears throat> the whole fourth week, but December 21st, they will be at their absolute closest on the winter solstice. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't get my voice kicked in the high gear. Um. So, okay. So I think that's all we had really for Christmas stuff being... You know, we're halfway there. This month is flying. Like, March lasted five years. December is, like, disappearing before our eyes. I know. And hopefully January will do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, okay. So, with so much time left, hopefully we can stretch out the absolute stupidness of this Wombat (laughs) of the Week. First, let me tell you what it is, if you're a first-time listener, and how you can get involved. The Wombat of the Week is our way of praising sarcasm, insert sarcasm here, idiots that do stupid things. Yep. And how We're you not gonna, really praising. Yeah, that's what a sarcasm comes so in. much. Highlighting know, the fact that they're, they that walk they're among idiots. us. <laughs> yeah, that they walk among us. These people walk among us. They're breathing right. your air. <laughs> so if you want to get involved, all you got to do is send us a legitimate link to a news story of stupid people doing stupid things and send it to us on Facebook at JM Talk or, of course, on email by sending it to joelmahalikradio at gmail.com. And it will get in line because there's plenty of them. But uh, So that's how you get to play along with this. So what we're going to talk about this week, our Wombat of the Week, is a woman or a couple, but let's say a woman... And this is from good old England. <laughs> oh my goodness. 29 year old woman named Tony Strandon faked a cancer diagnosis to scam her friends into contributing up to 8,500 pounds for her dream wedding. Yes, folks. Wow. This is that pre- is, this is pretty low it's in the pond next to the sky. Freaking skunk. horrible. 
She went through great lengths to convince everyone that she was sick. She even shaved her head and gave newspaper interviews about her cancer diagnosis. I mean, this is a professional wombat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She had claimed that she only had a short time to live and that the cancer had spread to her brain, bones, and all over her body. So her friends launched a GoFundMe page to give Strandon and her partner James a wedding they deserved. Now, the wow. wedding she deserved was not a wedding ring, but shackles. Right? <laughs> Chains. Bracelets. Uh, <laughs> yes. So the wedding service was held at St. Bede's Catholic Church and was followed by a reception of roughly 150 guests. At the wedding, the couple received some video messages offering them support and congratulations. One came from Standon's father, who passed away just before the wedding. Wow. Yes. Um, her friend suspected something might be wrong a short time later when she claimed to have the coronavirus. And after discovering the truth, her friends called the scam the ultimate betrayal. Uh, so last week, Standon pled guilty to fraud by false representation. The crimes were alleged to have taken place between February 2019 and April 2020. However, she had been exploiting the scam for several years before that. Did you know that she even had a post put on her Facebook that she died? What? Because she wanted to see what people would say about her if she really died. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. And that gives bad karma. Yeah. Real bad. Which she already got served the karma because she has been caught. But this is one of the reasons why people like me are opposed to donating to GoFundMes. Yeah. And, you know, like two years ago, we we covered that couple in Camden or yeah. Philly or between yeah. Camden and Philadelphia right. that were running that scam for homeless people. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, through GoFundMe. Yep. And this is why people don't trust. This is what creates this trust. I know. It's... mm. So, yeah. So, um, after the wedding, she continued spreading lies. And, uh, like I said, this past January, she made a post saying she only had two months to live. Her organs were beginning to fail. And then a month later, she claimed to have died. Wow. Yes. Like, people wouldn't notice she's not dead. I'm just... Throwing this out there, spitballing here. So she says on Facebook she's dead. But then what about work and what about her family and her friends? They're still well, going to see her. That's well, the, that's insane. Yeah, well, the story doesn't say so, but I would suspect that um, I would suspect that this is a person that probably doesn't work. Maybe maybe somehow lives off the the fruits of government, all right. And so if she's in that sort of situation where um, her presence could be limited to only online, you're not really seeing not the general for, public. But not from your family and friends. They're still going to want to see you. And the fact that her father, before he died, left her a message for her wedding. Yeah, come on. Like you know what I mean? Like what's disturbing? Like, can, how can can you live with yourself knowing that you that you made your father believe that uh, that all this crap? You know that's pretty bad. That's bad. It's it makes for uh, awful karma. Yeah. Not yeah. Ca- not caramel. <laughs> right. Karma. 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 Right. <laughs> oh my lord. So yes, the lowest of the low. And going on right here, folks. Right. Um 
and so yeah so there's a nice picture of her which will be posted because we'll post this on the facebook page one by the week but there's a nice picture of her with hair and there is a picture of her without her hair as she was you know faking the cancer and i guess her boyfriend also shaved his head um wow i imagine he had to be part of the scam nah or at least complicit with it and quiet about it you I know? don't because that makes sometimes her... sometimes men are so naive. What? Yeah. Why yeah. do you got to travel these to... roads on this program? Yeah, but because <laughs> that's what I'm here for. <laughs> but if he didn't know that she did this and she thinks or he thinks her family is paying for it, you know, she could be lying to him as well. Well, that certainly is not going to last then. And you know what? What no. kind of marriage would that be, whether he knew or not? What kind of marriage do you expect that to be? I suspect they're getting divorced right about now. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's how I feel. I If you did that to me, I'd be like, adios, dude. Adios. I don't need this. This big karma around me. Right. And it doesn't mention that he had anything to do with it. So, um, so we would definitely say that Tony Standen... Uh, wins the award for Wombat of the Week. Wombat of the Week. On the program. Wombat of the Week! Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Somebody help me. Somebody out there help me. I'm going to help you right now because it's about that time in the show where you get to say goodbye, Sharon. Oh. (laughs) So you don't have to deal with the silliness any longer. Oh, my gosh. I know. So, say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. All right, folks. I'm going to uh, take a break. And when I come back, uh, we have uh, Honor Thy Heroes, one last thing, and more coming up. Stay right there. Get yourself a drink. But hurry on back, will you? Be back right after this. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One. Hello and welcome back to the program, folks. It's the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. Thanks for staying with me and coming back for the final stretch of the show. And uh, remember, folks, this is our final drop of 2020. Yes, the final dropped podcast of 2020. And uh, our syndicates will go into holiday mode after this. And uh, we will be back after the first of the year 2021 and so uh if you're interested in hearing the christmas show this year you have to listen to it on an affiliate network okay so far what we know is it will be airing on reality one radio as part of the christmas eve lineup on christmas eve night uh the time escapes me i tried to look it up in between i still couldn't find the text that i i i had with uh uh rich hall over there uh, 
Sunday the 20th, 8 p.m. on WOTR, Old Time Radio USA. Uh, we're still waiting to hear from Full Gamut Radio and WON 920, the Apple in New York. We're waiting to hear from their schedules. It will be on SRN 1 in Canada on the 10s starting probably next week. Uh, every day throughout the holidays on the 10s. So make sure you check it out. You can only listen to it on a affiliate network because of the music. You know, we got to keep it legit. You will not be able to hear this show as a podcast. So that's what we know so far. Stay tuned to social media, to Facebook especially, uh, and we will keep updating or get the updated schedule out hopefully later on this week uh, because the show will be airing uh, in these slots starting sometime in about a week and change or so. So anyway, so that's the skinny on that. Welcome to my lonely segment. i uh, got a couple of things to talk about uh, during this final stretch. It's not only the final stretch of the podcast this week, it's the final stretch of the year, so to speak. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. Um, Okay, so anyway, you've heard the name Dave Ramsey, right? Most of you probably have. Dave Ramsey, the Christian personal finance guru. Well, he is defying um, COVID-19 rules because he's hoping his staff will spread peace and goodwill during the Christmas season. And maybe they'll be spreading COVID-19. What's going on? Ramsey Solutions, the company founded by the best-selling author and radio host, he plans the host, or the company plans the host, Boots and Barbecue, a large in-person Christmas party for hundreds of staff members at the company's Franklin, Tennessee headquarters, despite an outbreak of more than 50 cases at the company's headquarters as of mid-November. So the invitation was sent to the company's 800 staffers, And it advises that no children are allowed at the Christmas bash and that employees are limited to one guest apiece. No mention is made of masks being required. Um, So, this is the problem with this. We have seen, and although we did not bring some of this news to the show, but if you... If you read many different news sources, you pick up some really interesting stories like uh, like other um, uh, priests or, or high-ranking members of different types of religions or churches defying COVID orders to hold mega-masses or mega-gatherings only to find that uh, they come down with COVID only to find out that some of them have died as a result of them defying. So look, I know there's there's plenty on both sides of the fence. COVID's fake, it's a government plot to take over the world, It's and the other side is real, we know it. I, I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you that I'm familiar with plenty of people who have had it. And though I personally do not know anyone who has died from it, I do personally know someone who spent 89 days in intensive care and nearly died from it. So, I'm not the one that sits on the side of the fence and says that this is some sort of plot. It's very real. Now, if it was such, 
That's a story for another day, maybe even another show. But what I'm saying is not all the restrictions, no matter how you feel about all the restrictions, not all of them are here to give you grief. You may feel that way, and maybe some governors and uh, mayors and whatnot maybe take it a little too far, but I think they do so because of the stupidity that runs amok among our people. And you know who you are. The I'm not going to wear a mask people. Because it's not about you. You're making it about you. I'm telling you, it's not about you. So the people that don't want to wear a mask, uh, the people that think that it's a violation of your rights, these are the people that cause the problems. Dave Ramsey having a barbecue get-together for hundreds of people in his employee is downright crazy. I'm in a company with 200 or plus or minus employees, and we've canceled those types of events. And yes, people are mad. You know, people are angry that we're not doing it, but they're angry and they understand. So you can be mad about things, but you have to look at the greater good. This is not a good idea uh, that he's doing this at all. And, in fact, this is one of those stories where uh, I, I I feel like I have to find a way to keep an eye on because there's going to be more come out of this. Since March, Ramsey Solutions, they've had like 100 cases of COVID-19 among the employees. One in eight. That's a one in eight. So, see, it's that sample size again. You know, when people say that South Dakota it has a high percentage of cases. You got to look at how many people are in South Dakota. You got to look at the sample size. And this is a good example. There were about 50 cases in mid-November. Now, that's one in four. Or is that two in four? Okay. I'm not doing math today, but <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> you get the idea. So... Not a good idea. Uh, You know, like, I'm interested and I'm not interested in how it turns out, but um, certainly uh, really defying the COVID orders when other companies who would like to do the same thing have to sit by by and watch somebody like this defy orders. And again, it it doesn't surprise me that, you know, uh, it's that he's, that it's another Christian company, another religious company, Foundation, like you know, that he pray he prides himself on being the Christian personal finance guru. I hope I I don't I just don't see anything good coming out of this, but we'll have to wait and see. Okay, so uh, we want to move on to uh, honor thy heroes. This honor thy heroes, I gotta tell you, it's been it's been on the desk for a little bit. It's a uh, slightly dated story, but that's okay. That's okay because it doesn't matter when the heroes shined. What matters is that we know about them so we can praise them. And it's been on the desk for a while and just other ones have popped up that sort of got shuffled in. And, and of course, you know, 
as we said, we're we're sort of in the middle of a, of the process of moving, so a lot of things get shoveled, uh, shoved around. But this is such a great one to end the year with. Okay, um, the wombat of the week. We talked about a wedding. Now let's talk about a different kind of wedding. How about a bride and groom who canceled their wedding reception because of COVID nineteen? Donate the food to a shelter. That's right. That's right. Back in August, Tyler and Melanie Toppinja canceled their wedding reception because of COVID-19, but they didn't let the food that they ordered go to waste. They were having a food truck caterer um, cater uh, their wedding, and they sent the truck to Laura's Home, a shelter for women and children in need. It's called Laura's Home Women's Crisis Center, and it's part of the Ohio nonprofit The City Mission, which helps overcome homelessness, And about 70 kids currently attend the Cleveland-based program with their mothers. So um, right after their wedding, still in their tuxedo and wedding gown, they showed up at Lars' home, okay, because they went into the kitchen and helped serve the meals. They served about 100 or more meals to needy women and children. So imagine that. All the things that you could do on your wedding day. You decide to take the the catering bill and and basically eat it. Like, okay, we paid for this. We can't have a reception now because of COVID-19. So they donate the food to a shelter. And then not only that, but they get in there and they serve the food in their wedding gear. Now, only the couple and a wedding photographer, they were the only three allowed into the home due to COVID-19. See how this works? You have restrictions to keep people safe. That's how this works. And so they went right to work. The couple told CBS that they decided to cancel their reception because of COVID-19. They did receive a full refund from their venue, but they also took into account the concerns of the families. They were taken into concerns that... Of, of their own families possibly getting sick. They didn't want to risk anything. So they were able to have a 100% refund on the food, but they chose to donate it instead. So on August 15th, they had the ceremony. They were married and went right to Lars' home to help with the catering to the homeless, to the women and the children. And that's the kind of hero that everyone wants to see. This is a... This is an example of a hero's hero. You know? How many other people would do that? This is just amazing stuff. So they did things like they did at a regular wedding reception. They came out from the kitchen. They moved around the dining room. They greeted the women and the children. And they had a really good day. They enjoyed it. Obviously, the women and the children enjoyed it. The shelter was very thankful. You know, and here on the show, we find ourselves very thankful that they did such a thing for them, that they did such a thing like this. What an amazing story. And this couple is our Honor Thy Heroes recipient this week, the final drop of the year. So enjoy your crown. Thank you very much for what you did for those women and those children in their time of need. And I just bless you for what you did. And remember, folks, this is the time of year right now 
where if you have, you should donate. Donate to your uh, local shelters. Donate to your local food bank. Because there are families that are going on. There are families that haven't been getting paychecks and have to deal with this. You know, help somebody in your locality. Donate to a food bank or a shelter. Especially, I mean, any time of year, but especially this time of year. In this year of all years. So that's the Wombat of the Week, and we thank them for what they did. What an amazing, amazing thing. So um, that gives me, wow, that gives me actually plenty of time to go over one last thing, and I I got a really good one last thing that I I wanted to go over. Um, I failed to mention uh, because it's not all that big of an issue. So the show's available in a lot of places. Uh, Most recently, by the way, you can listen to us on Alexa at Amazon Music. Um, just ask her to play the Joel Mahalik show, but, um, you know, and of course when we post the podcast, it goes out to all these networks and we also additionally have it shared on YouTube and it takes the audio and the one single picture that we use for the, each podcast and it formulates a video. It's not really a video. It's just a static picture. But in other words, the show gets to YouTube as a listening outlet, Well, what we haven't been telling you is in recent weeks, we've been getting a lot of emails from YouTube because they're starting to age restrict a lot of our episodes. And I don't even know why. Like if, like if, if we slip or we curse, we have to mark it for podcast for Apple that it's explicit, which we do. Now, if that's not getting transferred properly to YouTube, or there's no algorithm for YouTube to pick up on that. That's not my problem. That's not my problem. But that's also not the problem. Because they've been age-restricting shows that I saw no reason should be age-restricted. And I've been letting it go. Uh, I'm talking to some colleagues at work. And they said, you know, it's sort of how out the algorithms might work. And, you know, it's not a big deal. They're not getting... They're not banning the show they're just age restricting it and okay okay so what happened last week though what happened last week was the show usually drops at approximately 5 p.m on sundays okay give or take a few minutes for all the networks to get to get the rss and get it posted on like iheart and apple and amazon and uh spotify and things like that so at about 5.11 last week on Sunday, I received an email from YouTube saying that the show that just posted has been reviewed and was age-restricted. Now, there wasn't a curse word on there uh, at all, and it just posted. And so um, for the first time, I decided to hit the appeal button, and it asked for I had to write my appeal. And the only thing I said in my appeal was, this show just posted, and I used a little exaggeration, I said, and 17 seconds later, it's flagged to be age-restricted, and my appeal is this, YouTube needs to explain itself as to why this happened. And the next day, I did get an email saying that they removed the age restriction, and they apologized. And of course, they blamed it on COVID-19, because they said that, you know... Uh, due to not having enough staff, 
which I don't really buy into that because I don't think there's actual people doing this. I think, like I was told, I believe that it's all pretty much algorithms that do it. And so there's flaws in that system. And that's proof right there. For you to flag something that you just received, like there's no way, even if I if it was full of curse words and it, porn, whatever, I mean, it would not. There's no way your filters got it that quick unless you've got some super filters. And I'm telling you, YouTube, you don't. So, um, so it was just really an interesting thing. I wanted to share that story with you. Um, it may actually, we actually, the lovely Sharon and I really have to sit down and talk about, we may actually omit future episodes from YouTube, um, because of that. Uh, even though, you know, we don't have a large listenership on YouTube, so there would be no major loss there. And, uh, and I just don't want to keep formatting, uh, the program for a, for a network that has uh, uh, corrupt algorithms that are would be incorrectly flagging uh, the program. Um, and so instead of taking a chance of somebody causing me to miss audience, I'd rather just dictate myself whether we're going to uh, uh, stay on that network or um, remove ourselves from that network and sort of put our efforts somewhere else. So, but more on that at another time. That was one last thing. I just wanted to let you know what was going on. I thought it was a funny story. Um, it hadn't bothered me until it immediately affected the program. Um, so there's that. And one last thing. And I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners for such a, a wonderful year. The, the amount of downloads, uh, we're, we're, we're so happy to be able to come into your homes or through your mobile devices each and every week. And we, uh, we look forward to another year uh, with maybe some, uh, some great changes on the horizon for the program. We're thinking about all different kinds of things and what really would work or not work. So, uh, you know, we're hard at work um, doing uh, things like that. We're hard at work with a lot of things. And hopefully we get some of the here and now out of the way so we can concentrate on other big things. So pay close attention to the social media, especially Facebook at JM Talk, uh, this this coming week for the airing of the Christmas program. Also, www.jmtalk.net. That's the homepage. And we want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, a very happy, joyous, and very healthy New Year. And we look forward to what is waiting for us on that other side of 2020. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you in 2021. Goodbye. (laughs) 